All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Episode 70, The Power of Thoughts with Eva Karen Wallen. Oh, so today I have with me on the show, beautiful, spiritual, amazing guide and teacher, Eva Karen Wallen, or Wallen if you're in Sweden. And she and I met in a challenge a couple weeks ago, and we just resonated with each other and I felt called to have her on the show. So. I'm so grateful that you're here and we could coordinate time zones and everything. <laughs> so thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor for me to be here. And I'm so, yeah, it felt so nice to meet you the first time mm-hmm. and to get to know you. And we resonated and it's like we are on the opposite sides of the world, but still we are connected. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful thing. And, and I think one of the gifts that we're be, being given at this time in our consciousness is that we can connect. The, the, the borders feel artificial now. Yes. And that's a beautiful gift. It is. Yeah. Uh, so borders, borders is a stupid thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree because it, it creates these limitations that separate us. Yeah. Us and them. Mm-hmm. And there is none. There's no them. It's all us. It <laughs> so, is. Yeah. So tell me about your opening to your spiritual gifts and how that came about. Yeah, it was actually a bit funny because at the time I was living with a Muslim and we had a daughter together and he was. You know, off and on, he was a bit rigid about his Islamic ideas. And, and sometimes he let loose. He lived in Sweden. We both lived in Sweden. And we were, this was about Christmas time. And we were watching a movie with Shirley MacLaine out on a limb. Mm-hmm. And I felt embarrassed for, because I felt that he was going to be upset that of what she was talking about because it was about her spiritual awakening okay and this scene where she's standing i think it's santa monica beach or somewhere and she was standing just holding her hands out and just saying i am god and i felt so embarrassed and i was hoping that he wasn't going to be upset or angry (laughs) wow and then he suddenly said well this is like it this says in the quran i said what And that was what I needed to hear because I felt that two so different parts of the world, different ideas coming together, Mm -hmm. there must be something here. Mm -hmm. And later on in the movie, they actually went to Sweden to 
find a channeler. And I recognized one of the Swedish actors that was in the movie. Oh, nice. And I wanted to know, to know some more. So I called him up. For <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, it was funny. And he didn't want to share anything about his beliefs, but he guided me further on. I remember the first book I got in my hand in this subject. It was what is called Shakti Kavain. Uh, no, I forgot the name of the book now, but it, it was about affirmations. Okay. And it, I mean, it was so far away from where I was. It's like she was writing about how to do affirmations and change your thoughts and that would change your life. And I could not understand it. I couldn't grasp it. I mean, the wow. thoughts in my head, it, they, they are not, you know, some substance in my thoughts. But outside of my life, everything has substance. How can my thoughts have anything to do with what is going on on the outside? Mm-hmm. But that's where I started. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I also were afraid of, of missing out. So I felt, okay, if she says this is working, let, let's try it. So I was a bit off and on. I did some affirmations for a while, and then I forgot about it, and then came back to it. Slowly but surely, my life started to change. And I was in a really bad situation. My relationship with this man wasn't the most lovingly relationship. And uh, I had really become so small and got so low self-esteem. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, because what I also read was how you attract what you need mm. or what you resonate with. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'm such a nice person. Why have I attracted this mean person into my life. I'm not a mean person. And I was, they also said, ask and you will receive. So I was asking the question and asking the question and asking the question. And I did not see the answer. I thought I didn't get it. Mm. I I thought I didn't get the answer, but I did. It was just that I didn't want to see it. Mm. And the thing was, I had to step up and stand up for myself that was the message yeah so that's where i started and this is more than 30 years ago wow so and it has been an interesting journey looking back i don't want to do it again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it 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 was many times stressful i've done a lot of changes and but now i'm happy to be where i am this is this is um, the, the place I'm in right now. I have never had it better than this. And that's because I've done the work. Yeah. And it's also, I'm also blessed. I have been going through all this because it has given me so much understanding of where other people are at. Mm-hmm. And especially at this moment with all these fears that is going on and separating people. Yeah. You know, it, this is so funny because they talk about social distancing. It's not about social distancing. It's about physical distancing. So just by using that word, they're creating separation between us. Mm -hmm. It's it's really fascinating. In Portland, we still have the um, shelter in place, which is an interesting term too. And fortunately, um, my partner and I manage a community garden and that's considered essential services. Mm -hmm. And so we have the opportunity to go out and check it often every day practically <laughs> it's like we Good can't be inside you. all day 
But, and there's a trail attached to it. And it's fascinating to see who wears masks and who doesn't. Yeah. Because we're all, none of us want to wear masks in the woods because it defeats the purpose. Yeah. But then there's this, oh my gosh, there's somebody else on the trail. Quick, get the mask on or turn and don't say hi. Or, and I'm, I'm ridiculously social. So I just say hi regardless. And if the person looks scared, I'll put the mask on because I'm trying to be thoughtful to them. Yeah. And I'm working on that because I don't feel fear, but I'm also trying to be compassionate. So there, there's this balance and, and it's just a very strange way to understand, like you've peeled off all the layers, all the masks and you see people at their base, like, are they fearful or are they loving? Yes. And I guess that's where the social distancing comes from because I'm coming from a place of love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And even some of the gardeners we have are, are scared. And I like, I have compassion for that. And at the same time, it's like, <sighs> you're feeding into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, fear doesn't help. Yeah. You can be cautious mm -hmm. to not be contaminated, but you don't need to have the fear. Right. And I was debilitating. I mean, fear doesn't help. Never helps. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because I, I also talk about that fear can be your best friend, but that is when you don't believe that it's talk, telling you the truth, mm -hmm. but it's carrying information. Mm -hmm. so, so that's another point of view. But this kind of fear, what it does, it, it, it traumatizes people and it makes people get into a, a surviving mode. Mm -hmm. And just look at what happens in the physical body when you get into that kind of fear. Yeah. You release a lot of chemicals in the body that is not good for you. Mm -hmm. You get your adrenal glands going. Yeah, you're, yeah I, 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 <laughs> it's, it's early in the morning. I can't remember all the terms, but everything shuts down. You create these hormones that replicate you getting attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. And there is no saber-toothed tiger. No. But your body doesn't understand that because your mind, the thoughts, tell you that that's what's happening. And so the important thing is to, to start questioning your fears. It's even worse because if you have made a, a tiger, you see the fear. This right. time it's a virus. You cannot see it. Mm -hmm. it, can, it can be anywhere. So it's even more fearful when you cannot see the enemy because you don't know where to go. Right. It could be anywhere. Right. But still, it doesn't help to be afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm also thinking about entrepreneurs, business owners, mm -hmm. shutting down, waiting for things to change or being fearful. So they, they get paralyzed. So instead, they could relax into it is what it is. I mean, we cannot change what is in this case, but we can change ourselves and relax. And then by relaxing and open us up to see, is there anything else that's possible for me? And that's because a mind shift. It is. And it's, it's also important to not suppress these feelings because then you're damaging yourself. But what you can do, I have this metaphor that you are... You're having, living in a house with two windows on each side. And on one side, you have junkyard. On the other side, you have a beautiful garden. And you can look at the 
utter the witness to the junkyard and be upset of what you see. Mm-hmm. But you can choose to just step away from that window and go look at the beautiful garden and enjoy that. So you don't suppress the junkyard, it's still there, but you change your focus. So it, it's an easy way to remind you of something else mm-hmm. without suppressing what's going on also. Right. And then through that shift, the junkyard doesn't look as scary. Like you can actually start seeing solutions to it. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's the thing. When you look at this beautiful garden, that will give you peace, calmness, and then comes inspiration. Mm-hmm. You're open to new ideas you didn't even knew you had right. within you. Yeah. So how have you seen things in Sweden unfold over the past couple months? I have been so grateful of living in Sweden because we haven't had this total shutdown. Mm. We have been able to go out. Now, looking back, it doesn't seem that we have been any worse than anyone else. Okay. So That's beautiful. It is. So, But still, people have been more, more people have been working from home than usual. Okay. And people have not gone out to restaurants as much. So they are suffering mm. a lot, like 80% yeah. lower. Wow. Um, because people are respecting it to mm. not go out and, and spread the virus, risk yeah. to spread the virus. And there are some clothes shops that also has gone bankrupt, big wow. chains. Wow. So, so that has happened. But I think that, I mean, I cannot imagine living for two, three months in a total shutdown. I mean, my kids are grown up, but what if you had small children that cannot play with their friends, they cannot go to play? Oh my God, it must be so draining and chaotic and, you know, not easy to be calm in that situation. Right, right. I have a couple of friends that are working full time and they have little ones and their schedules, like they have, they have schedules. And one of my friends has, here are the activities you can do around the house or outside in our yard when mom's working. Right. Because they need to have a release of energy. They're, they're even more confused than we are. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden mom and dad are working at home and we are at home too because we're getting schooled. This is kind of like summer except we have school plans. Wait a minute, what's going on? It's, it's just yeah. a very confusing point in our, in our time. And, and it's also, I'm sensing a really good opportunity for family members to reconnect when they couldn't um, for opportunities. Like one of the things I'm seeing uh, in my life is that my partner was working in an office. He has no interest in going back to the office anymore because why would he? Yeah. And I think that's, that's, a, that's becoming more of a shift. And as, as this unfolds, like however long this lasts, this state of being, more and more people are going to see why do we have offices? Right. I think this is exciting from that perspective yeah. because it's going to be uh, less commuting. Mm-hmm. So people have more time and yeah. also working from home. If you, if you get into the routine of it, you can take breaks when you feel like it mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. as long as you get the job done. Mm-hmm. So I'm jokingly saying that, yeah, when you find out that your normal way of living means 
being in a quarantine. <laughs> so because I've been working like this from home for 20 years. Right. Right. And and I, I mean, I work from home, so it's, it's not that much of a difference. And I have the whole p- routine down where I'll, I'll record, I'll edit, I'll go for a hike, I'll come back, I'll record it, you know, I'll, I'll do stuff. And it's just this flow. And the transition is for the ones who have always gone to an office and they're a little more confused. But I think it's ultimately healthier for them because, yes. you know, they're not in their cars. They're not inhaling pollutants they're not dealing with the politics of people who who have agendas mm-hmm. and and the only thing that i think is scary for some people is that they have to be with themselves more yeah so have you seen that and do you have any suggestions for how to work with that well the number one thing that I wish that everyone knew is the reason we have our feelings or emotions. Mm. Because most of us go through life and we just have them and they come and just overtake us and we don't know what to do with them. So we try to suppress them or we drown in them and believe that they're telling us the truth. And so often they are not saying nice things to us. They're telling us that we're not good enough, that we're not beautiful enough, slim enough, all these kinds of things, too old, too young, <laughs> uh, which is just ideas. It has nothing with the truth to do. But we, we have the conscious mind, which is such a small part of us. And most of us is going around life believing that that is the only thing that exists. And again, I have a metaphor for that. It's like, if I would look out through the window you were with me here and you would say, well, let's go take a swim. There's a lake nearby. And I look at the window and say, well, it's not, I, I don't see the lake. There's nothing there. I see trees. I see houses. There's no lake. I don't believe in you. I think you're, you're trying to fool me. But I forget that I have a limited view. And that is when you think that everything you see, feel, and touch, you know, with your normal senses is all that is, you forget that you have a limiting view. Very limiting view on life because our subconscious i don't know between 90 and 91 99 percent yeah i mean yeah i don't think we know we just estimate doesn't matter the, the interesting thing is to realize that it's such a big difference and what does the subconscious do well it regulates the body systems as one part but it also contains a lot of patterns that creates habits for Mm -hmm. us, for good and for bad. Mm -hmm. So it's a good habit to brush your teeth in the morning and the evening. I guess most of us is doing that. And we can understand. I mean, it's below our conscious. That's why it's called the subconscious. So it's not that easy to understand what's there, but we have clues. One of the clues is the results in life we have. Because when we have habits, we continue to do the habits over and over and over again, and that will create results. So the question is, do we like the results we have, or do we dislike them? And I avoid talking about positive and negative, because that is judgments, right. and it's not stating the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather talk about wanted or unwanted, or comforted, comfortable or uncomfortable mm-hmm. when it comes to feelings, yeah. because that is more describing. Mm-hmm. So 
the results you dislike in your life, that they give you a clue that there is an, a habit you have that also comes to a belief about yourself mm-hmm. that needs to change. And I choose to call it to upgrade them, mm-hmm. up level. But also your thoughts in your mind, those automatic thoughts that just go around and around and around, they also tell you, give you clues. And they are oftentimes connected and aligned with the emotional feeling that, that you have in your body. And there again, most people are cut off. So they're just working from their heads so they can hear their thoughts, but it's not connected with their body. So when I work with people, I often ask them through this session, how does it feel? And oftentimes people cannot feel. They say, well, I feel it in my head. I didn't understand that to begin with because I feel things in my body, but then it's like I have to help them to lower their conscious so they become conscious of what is going on in their body because they're not used to that because mm. it's, it has been too uncomfortable and they don't know what to do with them, mm. what's going on there. So, and then they start to notice, well, maybe heaviness in the chest and, and not in the stomach or pain in the shoulders, some things like that. And that is the subconscious way of, of communicating with us. Mm-hmm. And using the body as a vehicle for that. Right. So when we start to listen to the body and understand that whatever is going on, it's not about the truth, but it's about information. Mm-hmm. So if you feel something like maybe you're afraid of speaking up in some area, so, so just listen, why am I hesitating to, to speak up? And how does it feel? Because... When you're hesitating to do something, it's because it doesn't feel good. So notice where in the body it is. Just It's like take a step back and observe it. And even the body by itself is telling you, depending on where in the body you feel it. Like oftentimes, if in the chest area, it's about sadness or sorrow. If it's down in the stomach, it's oftentimes about worry, angst. So... So just by noticing where in the body you feel it, you can get a clue what it's about. And if you're not used to listening to your feelings, it it can take some time, but stay with the feeling. Just like put it beside yourself and just let it be with you for a while. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like it's carrying a gold nugget. Mm -hmm. And don't be in a hurry to, to... understand it just be with it and give yeah. it the time it needs it may take days sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it might be just take a few minutes and then it's like the fog will lift off and you will get the understanding say oh that's what's going on and then you become aware of what's going on underneath and when you're aware of what it is then you can make a new choice a conscious choice yeah. so changing the view from one window to another yeah, it is a process. I've I've done that for several years as well. And I'm always fascinated to find out what the message is. Yeah. Because and I... You know I, what? Nah, hmm? keep going. Oh, I, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's just... It's, I'm at the point where I can witness the feeling and know it's not me and still give myself the compassion to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened to me last weekend? 
I had a conversation with my husband and he was sort of, well, he was just answering me in a very neutral way. And that triggered me. Mm. It's like, yeah, you don't want to listen to me. And I know that he did not mean that. I mean, he's the nicest person ever. And, but it triggered an old pattern within me. And I just let it happen. So I just said to see what, what's here, what's hiding. And what came to me was this bottomless feeling of meaninglessness. Oh. And it was, and I could really sit. I was sitting here in my office, in, in my sofa, and, and just let me feel the meaninglessness and, and realize that, so for whose sake am I living? And I remember when I was a child, I was, I was actually not wanting to live. Uh, it's not a sad thing. It's just the okay. way, what I had to go through to be where I'm at. <laughs> okay. So I said, no worries. But I could remember the feeling that the, the wishing that I never had been born. Wow. And that the idea of taking my life was there, but I couldn't do it because my mother would be sad. Mm. So it wasn't for my sake, it was for her sake. And again, that feeling came. I mean, I was so far away from doing that. <laughs> so in my normal states, I was just watching the feeling. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to take my life because my husband and my kids would be sad. So, which means I'm not living, living for my own sake. I'm just living through them. Mm. That was the message. So, so, so then I've I sort of started a quest. Yeah. So what does it really mean to live just for my own sake? Mm. So that was the gift. And I don't know the answer yet. And it, it, it's okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. It, it's like, it's, it, it's almost like being a, a child, you know, exploring the world for the first time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel joyful now. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. Right. So it's a blessing. It is. And you had the, I'll, I'll use the word, but it's not the right one, but courage to just be with that. And not judge yeah. it, just feel it and tune into it and, and keep getting more curious, like what's underneath here that needs to be heard. And that is so important because then we can, we don't have to carry it anymore. Exactly. And you know what? I was also, even though I was deep, deep, deep in this emotion, I, I knew what was going on. I've explained this so many times, so I know what is going on. And I also know that something is going to happen on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking to myself, at the same time, I wonder what kind of miracle will happen when I'm on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I'm curiously waiting to see what is going to fall in my lap. <laughs> right, right. Because it, it is, it's this unfolding because you've, you've found this very deep wound. Yeah. And you loved it. You gave it attention. You, you let it fully express itself, mm -hmm. which is a scary place to be. I've had that a few times. And it's just, it's my mind thinks I'm going to die if I get to that spot. And I get to that spot and I haven't died. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time either. <laughs> right, right. And so it's like, wow, okay, so... 
So then, because I haven't died, what have I done? I have addressed the scary monster in my head. Mm-hmm. I've looked at it. I've been aware of it. I've let myself feel the feelings. And now it's not part of my consciousness anymore. And it's just this fascinating process of being present to what's going on and what wants to be told to me. And I don't always like it, (laughs) but it's really, it's so powerful for my soul to clear these parts of me that don't serve me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you help your, how do you help your clients? I am the founder of a method that is called the expansion method. The key with the the method is awareness. It's about creating awareness. It's about remembering that whatever you feel is just information. What I'm doing is I'm, it's like I'm helping my clients to hold the space for them. So they go through the process a lot quicker. That's really powerful. It is. And it's so amazing because sometimes it's like someone come to me and they have this thing, which they, in the beginning, feel, well, it's not a big thing. And then the, the layer on top releases and then they start to feel a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Or they might still start to cry. And that is the next day just coming up to the surface to say goodbye. And then two minutes later, they come. And it's like, what happened? It's like they've been on a roller coaster, but normally it would have maybe taken days or weeks for them mm-hmm. to go through it. And now it just took a few minutes. That's beautiful. So it's, uh, and it, it's about holding space in a specific way for them. Mm-hmm. That is so important because the deepest work I've done has been when somebody has done that for me and just let me feel it. Yeah, Because it's like, as sitting by myself, I can avoid things as much as I want. (laughs) Yeah. When I have somebody saying, okay, there's this thing that you know you need to deal with, and I'm just going to be here for you so you can feel it. It's it's really transformational. Totally transformational. Yeah. So... So that is one step of the process. The other step is to actually reprogram your Mm. subconscious so you can decide what program you want it to run for you Mm. because it's your obedient servant with that never going to question what's in there. It's just obey whatever is there. Mm -hmm. So, So when you're able to set a goal for yourself, decide what do you want to create, install appropriate ideas in your subconscious, it will help you to move towards it. But it's a two-way thing Mm -hmm. because at the same time you move towards it, more ideas that is holding you back is going to come up to the surface. Mm -hmm. Someone actually said once, working with you is like buying a lottery ticket and know that you're going to win. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And I totally agree with her because it's like you have to make a decision, but the key is also to follow through, take the necessary steps, be in action. You have to be in action, Mm -hmm. but don't force yourself through the obstacles that you will reach. Just when you reach an obstacle, just stop and notice what is going on. 
And uh, this process or any other process, doesn't matter what kind of process it is, but take the obstacles that shows up as information, guides on what needs to be upgraded, up-leveled in mm-hmm. your subconscious mind mm-hmm. for you to come closer, to be more aligned with your mm-hmm. goal. Because then success is really inevitable. And that is 100% true. And I can say that I... I walked the path and it, it's like before I, I developed this process and did person development in the ordinary way, mm-hmm. it was a lot of stress and a lot of struggle. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and the struggle is just me struggling against myself and my old beliefs, trying to create new beliefs. And that's a really sad thing to fight against yourself. Yeah. I mean, why should you? Right. So everyone is talking about, yeah, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Say, no, you don't have to. Make it bigger. Mm. So that's what I, I do for, for myself and for my clients. And also teach coaches so they can do that for themselves and for their clients as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because my my big vision is that I want to help people, number one, understand as I said, the feelings and emotions. And so we can be responsible for our own reactions and don't project it onto other people. Mm-hmm. Because if I can take responsibility for what I'm feeling, no matter what you have said and done to me or not said and done, what I am feeling is going on inside me. Mm-hmm. And when I release that, you can say or do the same thing and I will not react. Mm-hmm. And then I am standing in my full power as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And the next part is that when, when I'm upgrading or up-leveling myself, my energy will be different. So other people will see me differently mm-hmm. and they will respond to me differently. It's such a big difference between me now and just five years ago. Mm. And I got that uh, feedback from... She, she started out as a client. Now she's a good friend of mine. And I had been doing an interview, a Facebook live interview. Mm-hmm. Someone invited me. And when she met me the first time, I had been holding a virtual summit where I was interviewing people. And she just, you know, said, it's not the same person. That's beautiful. At, at all. She couldn't recognize my new me from my old me. Wow. <laughs> So and, and I can sense that. I mean, I'm moving so much more freely in life mm. now compared to then because then it was still struggle. Now it isn't struggle. Now it's more playful. That's beautiful. And this is possible for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. But there's a work to do. And the work is to look inside yourself. Yep. It is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, I won't even say it's hard. It's... If you have the mindset for it, it's a curious journey. Yeah. And even the scary monsters just want love too. I think also one big part is to stop judging things. We, yeah. Uh, I mean, even the, in the person development area, spiritual area, we talk about positive and negative feelings. Mm-hmm. I wish that we could stop doing that yeah. because it, it's judgments. Yeah. I can only see one area where it's beneficial to talk about good and bad or right or wrong. And that is if I have set a goal 
let's say I decided to run 10K and then I need to practice. I need to go out and run to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So then I know if I decided to run three times a week, one of those days is going to rain. So I said, no, I'm going to have some, some candy and watch television tonight. I know that that is not the right thing for me mm-hmm. when I have the goal of reaching and be able to run 10K. Right. I could still do it, but that's the only, only situation where I feel it's, it's beneficial to talk about right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just tuning into your self and calling yourself out on it. Yeah. And that's not even a judgment. It's just like, okay. It's awareness. It's awareness. Yeah. It's all awareness. It's like, you don't want to shame yourself, but you want to bring no. awareness to it and say, Hey, is this really the best choice I can make? And even if you say no, don't, it's just, yeah. you made a different choice. Right. You're going to get a different result. That's all. Mm-hmm. So stop talking about failing or succeeding, really. <laughs> Talk about getting results. Yeah. Because that's more neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I have one more question for you. Okay. How can people find you? They can find me on Facebook with my name, Eva Karen Wallin. I think that's the best place. I also okay. have a website with my name, evakarenwallin.com, where they can contact me. And I actually uh, have a recording. I'm aiming to add some more recordings where I'm doing a session using my expansion methods so people can just listen Mm. and get a sense for the change that is happening. Mm -hmm. So that could be interesting, maybe. Yeah, definitely. You'll have to uh, keep me posted on that. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful that we had a chance to talk. I am also very grateful. Grateful for meeting you. Grateful for you inviting me to this. And uh, grateful for those who listen. I really, really hope that you feel some benefits from listening to this. I know my listeners. I think they will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. The action item of the week is to sit with yourself And actually just allow yourself to feel your feelings fully. If you haven't done this before, it's a little unnerving, but it's incredibly helpful. So do that the first time you come across something that feels uncomfortable and just feel into it and don't let your brain talk you out of listening and see how long you actually feel the feeling. That's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.